0: Emmy and I are going to walk home. Let's go. Let's go. We are leaving the Mother's Day party. And recording the intro to the San Carlos Computer, Computer Club. Computer Club. Today, May May 10th of of the year of our Lord
1: 2022.
0: Which Lord is it?
1: Any Lord. Any Lord Lord that you believe in.
0: Lord, many Lords.
1: Whether whether it be godly or actual Lord, um, any Lord that you believe in is the year is this year belongs to.
0: We're making our way home from the Mother's Day party. We we live in Mexico, and Mother's Day is one of the big holidays. Where
1: V doesn't have have to go to
0: school. That's right. Mother's Day is a federal holiday. It. How unusual!
1: It is not unusual.
0: It, it is for other countries.
1: Is it? Yes. We celebrate grandmothers
0: and mothers. That's right, and other people's mothers. And, and other mothers. And, sure. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey. To our place. Yeah. Go down one block and turn yeah. left. <laughs> There's no
1: dogs there, right? Where? In your house and trying to steal it.
0: Oh, okay. Good yeah. luck with that. Right. There's dogs.
1: So, oh no!
0: Home. Are you guys part of the intro?
1: No, we're just kind of, we're lost. <laughs> we're lost. All right. Okay, so. Two
0: blocks, turn left, go down a block. We're on the corner. All right. We'll Thank see you, you. there.
1: Right. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you.
0: Good luck, y'all. Good luck. So, this is Scott Stimson, your host, your interminable host of the San Carlos Computer Club, walking home with, yeah, one of my favorite children. <laughs> uh, the
1: sovereign of technologia, mass mix moss, Emily Stimson, the favorite child, maker of bracelets, baker of brownies, breaker of hearts, hater of musk, finisher of homework, apprentice, laptop tech, keeper of
0: any last um, words Emily
1: women's rights LGBT rights black lives matter human, rights. Human, human rights. rights human rights
0: human rights
1: uh, human rights damn it just uh, learn learn about them there you
0: go enough said and because Emily said human rights I think it's time for us to reach the end of this intro of the San Carlos computer club I am, once again, your host, Scott Stimson from International Computer Solutions. You know what that means? If you're in need of a solution internationally, I'm available, and I'm here with
1: Sovereign of Technologia, Mass Moss Emily Stimpson, the Favorite Child Maker, of break- with Baker, Brownie Breaker, Breaker of Hearts, Creator of Musk, Finisher of Homework, Apprentice, Laptop Tech Keeper, Foolish Knowledge Enthusiast, Catcher, Waffle Child, Witch.
0: The one with so many titles, they must keep it written down.
1: We love a good many, ti- so many titles. So I many titles. titles.
0: Many titles are good. It's wearing mini hats.
1: Yes you, yes. you fill
0: different roles.
1: My weird agender, they itsness is why well, it needs many, many personas.
0: <laughs> there you go. You're required in so many different facets.
1: Exactly.
0: That's right.
1: And it would be disrespectful to the other facets to only say one.
0: That's right, because, because you're a multifaceted person. Exactly. There we go. And with that, enough said. We're here to say, tech on.
1: Tech
0: on. Until next Tuesday.
2: There we go. Now I found my mic where I can turn on. All right. Happy birthday. Well, it's not my birthday,
0: but it would be my dad's birthday.
2: Oh, okay. Happy birthday to your dad. Yeah, I'm
0: hoping he'll hop hop on today. This is mm-hmm. this has been a real tight morning because I was making breakfast for the mothers in my life here in Mexico. I was making breakfast for my wife and her mom.
3: Oh, okay.
0: So we had a seven Good person fruit. we had a seven person breakfast over here this morning right before Computer Club.
2: Ah. Well it keeps you off the streets and out of trouble. That's right. Well, I am... I'm visiting my daughter. Yes? And I'm going on a cruise to starting tomorrow. So.
0: Oh, that's right. Tomorrow's the 11th. All right. And everything seems to be working yeah. with the computer. Good morning, Cheryl. I hope so. Cheryl, are you a mom? I'm not, I'm not remembering. Happy Mom's Day regardless. You're a mom to us all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'm a stepmom. I'm a godmom. I'm a grandmom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
4: And I had many, many grade three kids accidentally call me mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, today is Mother's Day in Mexico. It, it, it is also my father's birthday. His, ah. his Mother's Day present oh, short- to his AS. mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope they're able to join us.
4: I have all this dust and stuff on my computer. I've just opened it up since San Carlos. And I don't know. It's very dusty and dirty (laughs) and slow.
0: That's not good. There's also an echo when you talk, Cheryl. Is that because you and Bill are so close together?
4: No, he's in a total different part of the house. I I got my speaker, my external speaker. Oh,
0: whatever you've done there made a difference. Keep talking
4: um (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah no it's like I just turned
4: my computer on and it's it's gone
0: yeah (laughs) it's gone no and it was it was you that was echoing i wasn't hearing myself i was hearing you again
4: yeah i don't know what's going on
0: okay
4: (laughs) i think it's settled down all right well i keep getting that my storage is completely full and when i look at my google drive I have got all of the meetings documents, and it seems to be one of the things that's taking up space. But I can't find a way to delete a whole bunch of them. I have to do each one individually. <laughs> driving me crazy
0: you're talking about the documents that i send out yeah yeah i mean they shouldn't even be more than a a couple i mean a hundred in fact there should be a thing here that would show me how big they are they're so little i wouldn't even think they would make any difference and then i don't think those are stored in your storage space unless you download them they should be stored in my storage space they shouldn't count towards both of well, us.
4: Well well, they're in my uh G drive.
0: Yeah, yeah, they'll put they're they- supposed to show up there, but they shouldn't wait your D G drive. They should be in that space You're that
4: storage space.
0: Well, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about the documents that you receive from me. Those are actually links to my storage right. space. And so they shouldn't affect your storage space. They're, but they're actually in my
4: Google Drive.
0: Exactly. That's where you'd find them. In your Google Drive, if you wanted to group them together, you could put you could click on shared with me and you would see them there. Right. And that's because and, those but are they actually they
4: seem to be taking up
0: no space. No, you would find them in your Google Drive because that's how Google shares drive files between each other. But these are actually shared, stored in MySpace. I'm trying to bring one up so I can see how big. Even even if there was, yeah, there, there are uh, seven kilobits in size. <laughs> are you still there? Paul's trying to get in, but for some reason I can't hit the button. There we go. Yeah, did you hear me, Cheryl? Those files are actually 7 kilobytes yeah, I, I'm in looking size. At them. Um. So even even if it was stored in your storage space, you would still need 10,000 of them to make any kind of dent. Yeah. Is that the right is that the right amount I'm thinking? Hello everybody. Good morning, Paul. Welcome. Welcome to the computer club. We're just getting rolling here. Guess where I am are you back in tequilas you're carrying on oh, you're our tradition
5: again.
2: except, I know except that that i'm really at home i took this picture with my <laughs> cell phone that's perfect
4: i think you should share it with each of us <laughs> and we can all use it as our background that, that would so be cool. great
2: yeah um <laughs> uh, here comes Scott, jim did you get that picture i sent you of the stack of uh of uh cards Five, five megabytes of cards. It was 13,000 or something like that. I emailed well, it, it to you.
0: Did I? I might When did you send it? I'm sorry. I, this is not the right time for me to be digging through my system. I'm sorry, Paul. Maybe no, I didn't right. get it. it I'm last, not remembering it. last
2: week. It. Anyway, it shows this table with a guy behind it. and He's got a jillion... Uh, punch cards oh and punch cards five, yeah. meg- five megabytes of data yeah i did see that
0: yeah five megabytes of data and it's filling up a, like a boardroom table and it, it would take uh, half an hour to load it right give me one second here oh. turn off some of this extra ambient noise in here well, I'm hoping I have a better experience today than I did last week. I, uh, I removed an inflated battery from my laptop. It was bending my laptop. It was also, because it was inflated, it was it was filling up the air gap inside. It's an ultrabook, and so there's very little space in it. And so it was filling up what little space there was, making it difficult for cooling. So I'm hoping that'll make somewhat of a difference. Even if it does make a difference, it'll bring me back to where I was before, just hay- right in the edge of everything I can do.
2: <laughs> but Did you plastic- throw it in a fire out in the yard?
0: No, no, but I did stick it outside because it made me very nervous. It was swollen up like a pillow. It also prompted me to go out on the internet and look for people that are dumb enough to open them up because I wanted to see what would happen. So that that's a fun way to spend the afternoon is just looking at inflated batteries right yeah it, what what happens with an inflated battery I don't even remember how i got into it on you i did some youtube search and immediately found somebody with an exacto knife cutting into their battery and i can i can say that that cutting into the battery looks very intimidating but actually it just releases the gas and the way you'd hear people describe the smell of what i assume is very nauseous uh, toxic gases we'll get chester to verify that for us because he's the lithium ion guy but uh so i wouldn't want to breathe any of that but then it took quite a bit to make a fire like they were having to cut through layers of their battery before but sparks would would pop up and pretty soon a flame would form and after a flame forms on the lithium ion battery man that's when it turns into something dangerous good morning good morning good morning morning, chester good morning Morning, david I was just telling the crew here that that I have uh, pulled out an inflated lithium-ion battery from my laptop, and I'm hoping I'll have a better experience today without it in the works i have an ultra book and it had inflated and swollen and reshaped the motherboard and trapped much of the cooling space in there and last week's uh recording just fell apart I, if you went to the youtube it was just horrible everything that was coming out of my computer just sounded horrible it was choppy and dead i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this that, thing on now and I, I, I just
2: keep it away from any water
0: Yeah. Well, I stuck it outside because it made me so nervous. Hey, let me just say I'm Scott Stimson, International Computer Solutions here with the Computer Club. We're starting now. It's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. And if I look very informal, it's because I did Mother's Day breakfast for my wife and her mom. And I was the chef, me and my eldest child cooked breakfast for seven people right before Computer Club. And they're actually still in my living room now. I came running out here to be with you guys. So a happy Mother's Day to all who need it, and a happy birthday to my dad who has not showed up yet, Terry Stimson. This is his birthday. He was actually born on Mother's Day. And uh, we've got— What did you
2: make for breakfast?
0: I made sourdough waffles in the style of our bed and breakfast, as well as provided uh, fruit and sausages and some— Some hash browns.
2: Good morning, Judy. Did you bring enough for all of us?
0: I did. Go ahead and help yourself. (laughs) I'm sure I brought just enough for everyone here. Where are you? Who, me? Yes. I'm still in my office okay I will be next meeting in fact I wanted to mention that as next meeting I will be in Arizona waiting to get on a plane so I'm gonna try and do it remotely How oh my why am I, where is my? in-call message. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. I wanted to put the link to our document in the in-call messages, and for some reason I was not finding it. So I will be trying to do a remote meeting from Arizona on Tuesday morning, the morning before we fly out. Speaking of flying, I still don't have my bag that was lost on our trip. Valeris Air, still don't have it. They actually called us yesterday. I mean, I, I to be clear, I have beaten them down with with asking and begging every day and on twitter has been the only way i've been able to get any feedback from them they have not called me this is Valeris air they have not called me they've not sent me an email two things they guaranteed me they were going to do within within 24 hours of my my case being reported at the airport they were going to call or email me or both i'd get an email receipt and I would get a call to find out what happens next. None of that happened. I waited 24 hours like my paperwork said I should wait, and then I started calling their 800 number. They had no record of my lost bag. All I had was a carbon copy that was filled out at the airport. No one had taken their original copy and put it into the computer for it to be found by anyone else in Valeris. <laughs> And so I was instructed to do it myself. So I had to go to Valeris's online system and take out a uh, uh, a ticket, I guess that's what it is, a ticket, and gave the description of my bag. I, I sent a copy of, I I attached a copy of the copy they gave me, the carbon copy that has all the information that they took. I wrote the description out as best I could. I, I, I later even, well, and this is the thing I, um, I, I filled out all that ticket, got a ticket number, didn't hear back from anybody. So in less than 24 hours, I go to Twitter and I go, Hey, I'm still looking for my bag. I filled out a claim ticket. Here's my number. What's the status on it? And they treat me like they don't know anything until I start giving them more information. They ask for more information. They ask for things like a picture of my bag, description of the contents in my bag. So when they asked me for this stuff, I, I went out on the Internet. I have no idea the name brand of my bag. But somehow I was able to identify my bag. It took about 45 minutes of Googling with an image search. All I could remember is that my bag has initials on it from the manufacturer. And so I started Googling different, different combinations of initials that I could remember, along with the search terms luggage. And I finally came across something that looked similar to mine, and I got myself into a designer label that I'm like, that's the bag. Oh, I had to put Costco in the search, too, because that's where I originally bought the bag. But I found a perfect picture of my bag. So I have a description of what's in it, perfect picture of my bag. I give that to them. They send me back, hey, if you need any help with Valeris, just write back to this message, like some bot message, like somebody who didn't read any of the information I sent was just doing their thing. You know, like when you get disconnected from Telmex and you don't have a report number, you're doing it again. Judy, did you, you want to add something? I, have,
3: I do. Have you thought about going to Hermosillo to the airport?
0: Well you know what? Let's keep moving forward with this story because okay. this is just the beginning of it. So I'm I'm talking to them through Twitter, but they won't talk to me. And so I end up in this pattern where they ask me for information, I give them information, they give me nothing, I wait, I wait, I wait, I ask them so, I get a bot bad, bad message back, I copy everything as a picture and I stick it out on Twitter in the global conversation and go, Valeris, what are you doing? And then they get back to me. And so I have this this back and forth going on with them. They get back with me. Please wait. We're still sending out the the we're getting reports back from our people and we'll get back to you. We're going to use this as the medium to talk to you. Oh, and by the way, our privacy policy is this. Please deal with us in direct message. And so I go back into direct message. I deal with them, deal with them. They ask me for something. I give them something. I wait, I wait. I ask them what's going on. I get some message like they're not helping me or I get no message at all. I ask them again what's going on. I get no message at all. I copy and paste the picture of what's going on. I stick it out in the global conversation go... Valeris, what's up? If you guys want to follow any of this, I'm Cyberpunk on Twitter, at Cyberpunk on Twitter. You could follow my whole global conversation with with Valeris because I swear every time I posted something was the only way I got them to give me any feedback. And they would come back with the feedback of, "Oh, we're still waiting," or "Oh, we're gonna, we, we're gonna need to get with you as soon as we found this out. Please continue to work with us under direct message. Here's a copy of our privacy policy." But it was so canned and so generic. I'm like, I'm never getting this bag back. First of all, it's it was 24 hours after the fact before anybody was even looking for it because they didn't put it in their computer. I had to put it in their computer. So this went on all, this has gone on since I got back from our trip. Yesterday, I get, a, I get a phone call from a They say, they've got my bag. Do you, Oh, this is, no, this is the day before that, I got a message ba- message from them after I had already shamed them on the internet. They got a message to me saying, hey, we've got your bag. Do you want to come by the airport in, her, in Mexico City or should we send it on to Hermosillo? And so I sent them a message carefully crafted explaining that we were told in Hermosillo the bag would follow us into Wymas on Tufesa and we would be, we would be told when to go get it and that's one of those responses that i got nothing back from and so the next morning i i took a picture of my response so i did ask him what's up i got one of those stupid messages how can we help you and i took a picture of that and i stuck it out in the global conversation about 30 minutes later i get a phone call with a Hermesio uh phone number saying we've got your bag in Hermesio. are you going to come by the airport and get it And so Yuya gets on the phone and says, we were told it would be sent to Tufesa. The other person on the other line says, yes, we can do that. We will call you back and give you a guide tracking number for it. And we're like, great. Just let us know. And now here I sit the next day with nothing still don't know. Sent a message to him. Got another generic message back. Uh, we're dealing with your case. Um, we'll get back to you as shortly as we can. So I'm led to believe that it's in Hermosillo but the last time I've seen it was in Mexico City.
3: So why don't you call that number that called you from Hermosillo?
0: I did. I called it last night and it rang and rang and oh, rang.
3: And try it again.
0: And ra- I did <laughs> and it rang and rang and rang and rang. I did. I mean, like I tried try to do the stuff that makes sense first, and then I end up out on Twitter going, okay, nobody's answering. What am I supposed to do? Is my bag—that's the thing that was frustrating last night is, is my bag in Hermesio or is it in Wymus? Did they send it and not contact me, mm-hmm. or did they just decide they didn't have time to deal with it yesterday? Mm-hmm. And early on sounds. in this, I tried to contact them in Hermesio, like you're suggesting. Why not— why not get a hold of the airport? Why not go back to Hermosillo, which is not an easy thing for me to do. Go back to Hermeseo. I need to plan it. But the uh, I, I tried to get a hold of them in Hermeseo. I looked up the airport's number and asked them to transfer me to Belarus because Belarus, uh doesn't have a Hermosillo number listed anywhere. And the airport told me, we can only give you the 800 number. They're busy doing what they do, and, and they're not going to be able to pick up the phone. So that was hmm. the airport had the airlines' back in dealing with customer support issues. They basically pushed me off to the 800 number, which I'd already been dealing with. I just figured if I could talk to somebody, you know, with boots on the ground, they'd look around themselves and go, oh, yeah, it's sitting right here. But never got... The one time I talked to that person was yesterday when they were telling us they had the bag. So I'll call the number again and have nobody answer. And I'll send a Twitter message again today after I get no message and I'll get a generic message back. And then I'll take a picture of that, and I'll stick it out in the global conversation of Twitter. So, Scott, who did you speak to
3: yesterday?
0: I don't know. Oh. I don't know. You, you know what? It, it could even be somebody spamming me. It may not even be somebody from the airlines. It's just somebody oh, screwing no, with that's me. That's
3: your first thing. <laughs> you write down what time, who you talked to, and then you say, and could I have your employee number, please?
0: Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I did hand it over to my wife, and I did not insist that she do any of that stuff. In fact, the conversation we had with them was like, okay, I'll call you right back. So you're absolutely right. Like everything else in this country... I should have covered my ass. I should have it's asked from that country. I should it's, have I should time have time asked to... for my change back at the gas station instead of assuming no. it was going to be given back to me. I should it, You're you're it, right. It whenever I report Mexico. customer whenever I call Telmex, that's what I do. I have a list of things. I write down yes. the person's name, the time I called, but I didn't do it the other day on my cell phone when just, I was called that, out has of the blue. Nothing <laughs>
3: to do, Scott, it has nothing to do with Mexico. That mm. is the way it is. It's been yeah. that way for years and years when I was a traveler, agent you wrote down everything that anybody said to you and then if you had to go back you had everybody that you ever talked to about this problem
0: you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you know what was amazing about the call yesterday is i've already decided that i'm not getting my bag back So it was like a call out of the blue. In fact, I've reached a point where I'm just in heckling mode because there's there's they've made no efforts to get me this bag back. And they've they've got duplicates of all our information. They know how to get a hold of Two different phone numbers. They've got emails. For th- they've got three different emails. They've got a Twitter account they can talk to. But so,
3: have you talked to Tufesa? Uh, I tried.
0: Honest? I tried to call him last night, and in a very Mexican fashion, I got a voicemail message saying, saying, uh, "These are if you if you want to know our rates, our our times, press this button. Otherwise, stay on the line, and somebody will, will be with you." <laughs> so I stayed on the line and I was transferred to nothing. I was connected. I could totally tell I was connected, but there was nothing on the other line. There was nobody to talk to. I did it three times last night, and there was nobody to talk to. So I'll try that as well when we get off of this meeting. That's that's on my list of phone calls to make, trying I to track that, down my bag. I think
3: you should go to Tufessa. Yeah, I, I, I think you should go there.
0: Right. I think I might have to because the phone's not working. So I'm having well, like I mean, that classic. When when I first came to Wymas, I was always amazed at how often my wife would just drive to Wymus to get an answer. I'd be like, no, no, call them on the phone. Why would you drive all that way? Here we are 25 years later, and Judy's given me exactly the same advice. Why don't you drive (laughs) 20 minutes and go bother somebody at their desk who may not even know anything about what I'm talking about because the airlines that I've been dealing with is so incompetent. They just haven't even bothered to send the bag yet. But that's the way I'm going to find out.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. That's sort of like uh, the story that our friend Bobby Mitchell had when she moved her household goods down to Loma del Mar. She paid a moving company to go from Salt Lake City to her house here, and they they called and they said, well, we're at the border, this is as far as we can go. And so she says, well. What? (laughs) And they said, we have to transfer all your stuff to a Mexican mover, and so they did. And then she gets a phone call, they said, okay, we're in Mexico City, where do we go from here? And then she gets a phone call, okay, we're in Guadalajara, where do you live? (laughs) Eventually she gets the household goods, but of course, if she had given it away in Salt Lake City and bought all new stuff here, she would have been money ahead.
0: Right. Oh my gosh, that's a horrible story. Well, in my bag, part, part of my, my my heckling mode I've gotten into is that throughout this whole experience, I've had the opportunity to itemize everything that is lost. And the most expensive thing has been my patience. Because there's nothing in that bag I can't live without. It, it's infuriating. It's as infuriating as my issue with with Microsoft. I, you know, I I started uh, documenting again the uh, them taking my money for a game that was supposed to be free. And I went back, and it's so obvious, it's so easy to, to tell that I should have gotten it for free. They've Microsoft documents that You can see these offers. They know exactly when they incorrectly charged me for something they should have given me for free. But they, they use that opportunity of me taking a week to get back to them. They call it a refund. It's not a refund. Maybe it's Volaris. They, they took or, or my the money airport. when they shouldn't have taken my money, and they say that I I don't deserve the refund. It's not a refund because I waited too long to ask for it.
3: Well, I, I just had an experience with, with AT and T trying to. All I really wanted to do was change my plan to have unlimited data because I was getting freaked out because every time I travel, I start creeping up on the data. So. It was really an easy thing to do, and it took this woman an hour. Then her supervisor got on, and she said to me, thank you so much, Miss Allwood, for being so patient and letting Yashika finish her work for you. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? You know, I said, well, I really appreciate the $10 credit, but I do think it should have been a little more for my time. But that was the max they could do, so... <laughs>
0: Give so me well, a free so month. Shows
3: up on my bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah,
0: gonna, I know. I'm here to train your staff. See, I came into this late. for free.
5: <laughs> I know. Hi, Linda. Hey, I came into this late. Which airlines was
0: it? Belarus. Well, you.
5: You know what? When I went to Cuba, Valeris lost our suitcase. And at the end of the season, they got we got it back and they called us and it was at uh, the bus depot downtown. And we went down there and picked it up and everything was in the bag.
0: That's a great story. That's what I was hoping to be able to tell you about today after the phone call yesterday. <laughs> I was hoping to tell you that story, but that hasn't happened yet.
5: Well, it was at the very end of the season when we got it back. You know, like... What what season? We went to Cuba at Christmas time, and it was like April or May when we got the suitcase back.
0: So what you're saying is I'm winning. Nothing was gone out of it. (laughs) That's great to hear that nothing was gone out of it. That's another one of my fears, because I inadvertently left a set of keys in it. I would never put keys in checked luggage, and I just forgot to pull them out of the bag because I didn't have them in my pocket during our vacation. And I'm like, oh, maybe you'll get it back. No, I, I hope I will. I hope I will. I'm just very frustrated with dealing with their customer support.
5: Well, they didn't do anything for us when we and we sent in that report. You file online? Yeah. We made a list what we thought was in there because at that time, Bill had all his uh, refrigerated medicine and everything. We had to go on the whole trip without any medicine.
0: Oh, wow. That's horrible. And that's horrible. It happened so, at the beginning of your trip. I've uh, I've been just thanking myself that it was at the end of my trip that they lost my back. Well, you I know would...
5: those planes are small and they yeah. wound up making us check our, our carry-ons when we got to the gate and that's where it all started because uh. we had it as our carry-on. And we were in Hermos deal. Uh, we were, excuse me, we were in Mexico City.
0: Yeah. We, so because... I wasn't the only one that lost a bag that day. I was in line reporting it to the airlines with two other people. One of them had at least lost two bags. So at least they were keeping them together.
4: So, uh, Scott, were those people on the same tour as you? Like, were they part
0: of your They're, group? They could have. You know, I, I, they weren't. Actually, I think oh. one of them was, now that I think about it. I, I was dealing... There was 42 of us on the tour. I only got to know, you know, a handful of them. And so... Yeah. Every Every, every day I would meet a new face that I I wasn't familiar with. And so when it came, say again, you do have a
4: tour operator. And if if they have more than you, they might be able to get
0: involved. Well, and they, they have, at some extent, but they're—they've gotten involved to the point where there's nothing else they can do. You know, Scott, there's a place
2: in Georgia that sells lost luggage. You might check there.
0: <laughs> That's a good. I'll start looking. I'll peruse their website for my bag now that I can identify it.
2: <laughs> and you could go there and pick it up.
0: <laughs> right. I think I would eat it at that point. I was a little <laughs> disappointed to find out how little it was worth. Actually, They're-
3: I'll be in Georgia next month. So if it's at the Atlanta airport, by chance, I will be there.
0: All right. That's good to know. What, what are you doing in Georgia next month? I'm
3: going to a family reunion.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. What's the we- sticker, What's the
3: sticker shock? Yeah. To fly from Colorado to Georgia. Wow.
0: No, it's crazy how expensive things are. getting. dollars
3: $800. $800. Wow, a lot of that's, money. Yeah,
0: that's that's wow. close to flying to Alaska prices.
3: Yeah, and I'm going to Georgia. My granddaughter is flying from Denver to Panama City, Panama, for six hundred. Yeah, so, well,
0: I know Hermosillo like to the
5: on the road.
0: Hermosillo to Mexico City wasn't all that mm-hmm. expensive.
5: Well, no. Well, Judy, yes. When you drove home, were you?
3: Is the sticker shock in the motels? no it was it was about twenty dollars more
0: yeah you know we' just
5: planning a trip and,
0: sorry Linda, go ahead
5: we were just planning a trip and we decided kind of not going and then I talked to my sister and some people drove up from uh Lake Havasu back to uh montana. <laughs> And they stayed in a motel six that was almost two hundred dollars I stay at Comfort Inns and they were like one twenty. Well, I've just been looking at motels because Bill and I were gonna go on a little trip and they're all almost in the two hundred dollar range and I just said that's outrageous. And when I was when we were traveling
4: we the Phoenix area, including Mesa, Chandler, that, that whole area. I couldn't find anything under $270 U.S., which turns into 350 a night for a stupid hotel room mm-hmm. for, for one night. Like it was just ridiculous. And then, you know, uh-huh. anything that I found that was around the $100 one was in the scuzziest, terrible, like all the recommendations said, do not yeah. stay here, you know. <laughs> so it was really, really hard. We ended up one time staying in Tucson instead of the Mesa Phoenix. A
3: little bit cheaper, but not much. Yeah, even in Santa Fe, I paid 120. So
0: well, you're not. You guys are fred, making you
2: me
0: open my Oh, Fred, damn it! fred has gone. No, I just accidentally removed Fred because I pressed the wrong button. I hope he comes back accidentally. on. Accidentally. Oh my gosh!
4: Accidentally, I saw was- you. You just swiped them out of the
0: screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was not intentional at all. I uh, I was trying to hit the. Yeah, that's the first time I've done that. <laughs> Honest. <laughs>
3: Come back, Fred. So, Linda, <laughs> Linda, one quick thing: if you join the the hotel clubs, sometimes you'll get a better rate.
5: I know, a- but you know, since Wyndham bought all those hotels up, La Quintas and everything. Mm-hmm. They're, they've raised the prices in the La Quintas way high. Well, it's just outrageous. Choice
3: hotels Sorry, Fred. and
5: Holiday Inns are the
3: best bet anyway, I think. Well, yeah, best I w-
0: Westerns usually, okay. I was going to say you guys are making me feel better about my prices. You know, we're doing the bed and breakfast and I've started taking reservations and I finally was looking at all our costs and I have to raise prices. And so I put out on, on Twitter and on Facebook that we're going to honor the 2019 prices until the 15th of this month so get your super saver prices and all of a sudden i had a flood of reservations come in asking me about the 2019 pricing so everybody everybody's definitely feeling it <laughs> but in
2: 1965 uh, in 1965 i stayed at motel 6 in santa barbara <clears throat> for six dollars a night <laughs>
0: Was that is that why it was called the Motel Six? It Was a six dollar motel? Yep. <laughs> really?
2: Wow! And Motel Eight Eight was eight dollars a night. And That's that was interesting. In motel, number Motel Six, Number Two, Number One was at the beach, and there was only two of them. So. On a
3: similar for you I, I went to a restaurant on sunday and on the front door it said 3.5 percent will be added to your bill due to inflation
0: well why don't they just add that to the menu 3.5 wow I, so, they, yeah. they, what so they, kind they're what they're dealing with inflation annoying yeah like, like they don't want to reprint the menus they're dealing with inflation that's and just why they in make time inflation
3: stickers. you know those yeah. little white stickers that you stick on over the price and you write the price
0: in right <laughs>
5: It's still cheap in San Carlos, though. When I know. I was down there last week,
3: I am missing San Carlos. It's the wind <laughs> is howling in Colorado. The dust was so bad that we had a an alert. If you were had problems breathing, don't go outside. And uh, it was like 85 degrees two days ago, and this morning it was 44. So, well,
5: it was beautiful down there, and no humidity. It's beautiful here in in Green Valley. No humidity. Nice.
3: All right, um, guys. I just.
0: I might. I might, I might disappear in a moment. I just accidentally, I just got a Hermesil phone call and got disconnected. So if they call right back, I'm going to leave you for a moment. Hopefully find out about my bag. I hope that's who's calling.
3: Call that number back now. Call it. Call it. Somebody's there.
0: Let's see what happens.
3: He's trying to deal with this issue as a techie kind of person rather than as a person that is used to doing things the other way.
0: It's ringing now.
5: So, Cheryl, you're you're in in the snow 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 again. again. So, I wasn't going to mention mention on temperature, (laughs) but uh, zero. (laughs) So,
4: So, 32 to most of you guys. Um, And yes, we had big fluffy snowflakes all over ourselves and our car for a little while on uh, Sunday, Mother's Day morning, and then we drove out of the mountains and left the snow behind us. But this morning there were a few pellets of a little bit of snow in our yard.
2: We uh, we went into sticker shock uh, yesterday. It's the first time we were in a grocery store no. since so basically
3: leaving San Carlos. And uh, the two things that stick in my mind was uh, a lime was a dollar Canadian each, and a avocado was two dollars and fifty nine cents each. But that that's only the beginning. Everything is you know we've been eating in restaurants and casinos since we left, so we haven't been in a grocery store for a long time, and it's definitely shocking. Well, and here nobody wears a mask in Colorado, so I am like one of four people in like a Costco with a mask.
4: We have no mask um, requirements, but uh, we ate in a restaurant in Sherwood Park. Close to Edmonton. Anyways, um, yesterday and one of the servers had a mask on and I saw a couple of ladies that had their masks that they put on when they started to walk around. But um, yeah, most of them are maskless. I'm going into the uh, university hospital tomorrow morning for some blood work and I definitely will be wearing masks there and at my doctor's offices and it's still all virtual. Um, wow. Well, my eye doctor has to look in my eye. But anyways, <laughs> the uh, I'm only allowed to go one person into the office. Um, I have to be masked, not with my own mask, but with a medical mask. And yeah, so we're, we're making our way through it. But our hospitals are full. Oh, they are with
0: COVID again. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, the only ambulances are backed up on the on the entry. That's the only saving grace around here is that everybody's in the green. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say that we've had just recently we've we've gone out. Oh, and a, and just a feedback on the dial dial that number back now. Somebody's there, nobody's answering. Nobody's answering, just ringing and ringing and ringing until finally it just disconnects. So, but yeah, here we've only recently started having some experiences both in well more in San Carlos than in, than in one. Where uh, the the crowd that we're going into is not wearing masks, they're not coming into the crowd wearing masks, we're still wearing masks into whatever it is, but 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 that's definitely starting to change locally.
4: One point, just before you, you leave that, nobody's answering. You know, Scott, when we were in um, San Carlos, if I tried to dial a number and I didn't put the pound sign on it for some stupid reason, it would just keep ringing and the person would tell me, you never phoned. So I started putting the pound in front of <laughs> all of my numbers. You're talking about a hash it, pound? Yeah. Or are you talking like, about the has-
0: plus one or the plus fifty two?
4: Maybe it was the plus. I think it was yeah. the plus. I think it's the I plus. I have to have a plus yeah. on my iPhone before it would, mm-hmm. or my cell phone, you know, yeah, before that makes it sense. would connect.
0: That makes sense. And that's actually how I recommend people do all their phone numbers now, so that they don't have any problems with dialing either in Mexico so or in the United just States. Did you put a plus on that one? Yeah. Did you just use a plus to him or so? Oh. Okay. This is this is yeah. It actually comes to me with the plus on it, and I just have to dial it back. And it just ring, yeah. ring, ring. There's nothing happening. It's not where we're. Well, and regardless, mine's Mexican service, so I I don't actually have to specify the country I'm dialing to. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I've only recently. I went to a hardware store the other day. Everybody in it didn't have a mask. Everybody that was attending me didn't have a mask. And I'm like, wow, this is really different from Mexico because they've just been so good about following these mask mandates. But I'm starting to have these instances and I'm kind of getting the opinion they should drop the mask mandate while it's they still have this illusion of getting the people to do what they want them to do. They shouldn't leave them in this kind of limbo state where people were green. People feel like it's safe, but they're still having to follow this mask mandate. that's where the animosity is going to start creeping in. And I kind of feel like if we're all green, they should say you can take your masks off because they're still at a point in their society where they can say, take your masks off. And people will go, OK, we're going to start taking our masks off instead of people ripping them off, going, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> that's my biggest concern in these in these circumstances is how do you organize masses of people to get on the same page? And I've just been so impressed with the way that the Mexicans have done this constant job of being on the same page. They put us to shame. (laughs) Just I don't know whether masks are helping or not. I, I personally I believe it, but. But, but in general, I mean, maybe the science will shake out that masks weren't all that helpful. But what they were really helpful at doing was determining that everybody had the same goal. And so everybody was trying to achieve the same thing. And I really feel like Mexico did a much better job than we did in the United States. Hey, should we talk about some computer stuff? I, I did bring some topics I thought you guys would find interesting. And I did stick a link to it in our in-call chat. And that document that I shared with you earlier has got a couple of different news stories. The first one on it's talking about how Apple, Google, and Microsoft have all announced jointly to start dropping passwords. If you can imagine, this is the idea that you have a device that can do authentication on you, i.e. your phone. Maybe it would translate into a watch. But essentially, uh, they say they're, they're talking about this being a really big deal starting next year but they're going to be providing an, a standard at which you get authenticated from the device in your hand to wherever else you're going whatever whatever you, if you're on a website on your laptop you'd be authenticated by the device in your hand if you're in a kiosk you get authenticated by the device in your hand and you no longer have to be remembering passwords it would be this process of authentication and verification that would happen between you and that device that device becomes intimate it becomes a fixture a part of your life kind of how cell phones have become and it is what allows you you being you and you having that phone is what allows you access to whatever the service is that you're trying to get into and need so there's this great argument for for all that authentication doesn't have to be stored out there on the cloud like if you were to compare it to a the last pass model where those passwords are all being synchronized into a service, they have to traverse the internet, they have to move back and forth. Well, one of the reasons this model would be so interesting is because none of that would have to happen, the device would be authenticated. And when you use your bio, your face, your fingerprint, or the one password you use on that device, then that device is opening you up to all those other services that are available to you online. So this is the intention for the future. No more password. This is this article has some interesting stats in it you might find it. Microsoft estimates there's 200 or there's 921 password attacks a second. Those are PASs, password attacks a second. 921 PASs happening across the internet as we're speaking. There are passwords being attacked
2: left and right. Would this just be for mobile devices or laptop too?
0: Well, what this is is a whole different approach to authentication. So, there isn't this isn't an article written for tech people. This is an article written for real people. So, I only have to speculate what we're talking about because they don't go into great detail in the uh, in the article. But what I imagine is they're talking about using hashes of a, of encrypted keys. So, you your your access to that service is granted to you because you can hash this particular Random key. Now that does, that sounds a bit nonsensical to us because we're humans, but it makes perfect sense to the mobile phone you have in your in your hand, or maybe a smartwatch you have on your wrist is that that device is the only thing that would be able to hash that key because it's a unique identifier. Because it's in your hand, you're able to provide unique information to identify yourself to the device. Then the device is what hashes these keys to services out there on the internet, so your password wouldn't be gone. And again, this is all my own speculation because none of this is covered in this in this document. But the the way I imagine this works is your password is not gone. There is always going to be a password, but the password is going to be like a 256 characters of random gobbledygook that was calculated. It was hashed using using an encryption algorithm from your from the identifier of your phone and the identifier that you can provide to your phone. Does that make sense? So so your phone, and now I'm going to say phone or watch or whatever that device is, I, I imagine they could sell you a password device that you carry around with you, but what, whatever that is you would authenticate to it and then it would make all the authentications for you. And so you wouldn't be able to sit down. You'd sit down at your bank and you'd type in your username and it would immediately ping your phone Saying, is this you trying to get in from Wymas to National Bank of Alaska, right? And you would have to do your authentication on your phone to verify that it is you on the on that site.
3: I've had to do that a lot recently. Anywhere from Southwest Airlines to uh, AT and T, they send you a, a a passcode that you have to type into their their web page just to get in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not a new concept, but and that's really, I'm using this kind of stuff to kind of think about what they're cuz what they're talking about is a standard a standardizing on this and setting setting a goal The the last line in this says that we won't expect any immediate changes, but a much more password-free internet by 2023. So I I think what what this is telling us is that by 2023, you're going to be dealing with services that don't want you to have a password. They want you to have a phone that supports this system.
4: Uh, They call it two-step verification. And that they're not telling me that they're going to do away with passwords, but they definitely want two forms of identification. So it's, yes, my password gets entered, but then they send me a code that I have to verify, and Mm -hmm. it, it takes...
0: Uh, what? It's, it's important to note there is a distinction between two-step authentication and passwordless entry, which is yeah. what th- this is. This is built on that concept. In fact, some could probably argue, a futurist could probably argue, they've been doing two-step authentication to prepare you for this change. The, Judy, so you I want have,
3: to... I have a question. So if I click on that link in the in-call message, it says copied to clipboard. I cannot find a clipboard on my iPad anywhere.
0: Well, you I can't. I don't know
3: where it's going.
0: That's really bad language from them. But if it is in your clipboard, then in any text field, if you hold your finger on the text field it will and and lift up, it will present you with copy, paste, options, select all options. And then you can paste it somewhere. So you're
3: talking about on that link.
0: If you copy something on your iPad.
3: Okay, I'm clicking on the link that you just posted, the the Google Dot. And it says copy, cancel, copy. And then it says, where does it go?
0: It goes to your clipboard, which is a virtual concept.
3: But where is my clipboard?
0: It's right here. It's just right here, (laughs) right beside your left ear. But you can't see it. It's in the ether. And then when you go somewhere where you can use that... You find a text field like the um, like like the address bar in a web web browser, okay. and you hold your finger on that address bar for a moment, and then lift off. You'll have a paste option, and then it will go from here into that into that browser.
3: Yeah, I understand all that, but okay, but it doesn't on that document, Cheryl. I, I,
0: I don't know <laughs> well, what you mean. When
3: I clicked when I clicked
4: on it, but I'm on, I'm on my um, laptop, so I'm on the Windows. Oh, okay. But when I clicked on it. It, um, it did open another tab, and it opened as a website. So I would think that what you need to do is go into your browser and, and click and paste. But, but there is no,
3: it does not put a link in my browser. It says copy to Clipboard. I know. In your browser, it, it says
0: copy it, to Clipboard when you're no, trying to paste it? It's, no. It's, no, it's, no, it when says I, that when you're clicking on it in the chat app. Yes, and so what that's telling you is that it is stored over here, waiting for you to paste Mm, it somewhere.
3: I don't think so. So if I go to go to Safari, uh, um, I'm in Safari, and I go to the address bar. Yeah,
0: and now hold hold in the address field, like where you'd type an address. Uh Hold your finger there.
3: If I'm in a blank page, nothing. No, no, no.
0: It needs to be in a text field, like the address bar.
3: I know, but if I have, it's in a search address. Bar, okay, and there's so, nothing there. I so it, hold my finger there and nothing is there to paste.
0: And it doesn't give you a I paste. I was having
3: the same problem with my
4: iPad yesterday. My iPad would not let me paste, it would only scan text. Like a little picture thing would come exactly. up. Exactly. That it wants to scan. And it's something in the last update that's interesting i don't know what's happened but the the clipboard doesn't seem to be working in my ipad all day yesterday i was trying to put a serial number in some place instead of trying to memorize the serial number i thought i'll just copy paste it but the clipboard was not letting me do it all it would let me do was scan a number scan text
0: well this is great to know. Let's we'll do some follow up next week. I'm writing a note here. iPad pasting problem because it sounds Judy like it's not working the way it's supposed to work. Cause that message about the clipboard is a very common message when you're doing cut and paste and you don't have a clipboard windows used to have a clipboard you used to be able to go find a clipboard application i'm sorry you're muted if you're talking we can't hear you everybody's muted
3: i don't think i have a clipboard because when i put that in a google search ipad clipboard
0: it doesn't it, no that's the point i was making There's... is there is no clipboard the clipboard is a virtual yes. item it's up here by your right. left ear it's right here it's a little fuzzy it goes was like But this. is it the same term? <laughs> it is the
2: same like term like in a
4: Windows platform they use the word clipboard. clipboard but do yep. they use that in on
3: iOS?
2: I I pick up my clipboard when I open Word, then I can access my clipboard.
0: Maybe
3: it's in pages. (gasps) Hmm. Or files.
4: There's another one.
0: Well, I I suspect I've never seen anything on an iOS device that made me think there was an application where you could look at what's copied. But I've heard the clipboard terminology the whole time I've been doing computers and GUIs. And, and the clipboard is just that section of memory where the last thing you copied is sitting, waiting for you to paste it. Now, you know what's kind of cool in the latest iterations of Windows, Windows 10, Windows 8, Windows 10, Windows 11? You can hold the Windows key and the letter V for Victor, and it will bring up a list of because your clipboard is now a list of all the things, a history of all the things you've copied and pasted. I wonder if that clipboard language that you're reading, because you're reading it from the Google Meet app, maybe that's Google Meet app language on an iPad. We got seven people in. I'm here. Welcome back to the second part of our meeting. Uh, I'm going to put the doc link in here again if I can. It's going to work. No, whatever. Yes, my computer has gone back to just tolerating all this stuff, whereas last week it was throwing up. So, Judy, when you get that copied to Clipboard, why don't you go to something that's really, really straightforward, like uh, like a, a document a, or a note. Go into Note and try and paste it there and see if you're able to paste it there.
3: No, I can copy and paste there. It's it's when it goes to my clipboard. I can do a normal copy and paste.
0: Well, that's what a normal copy paste is. When you copy something, it goes no. to your clipboard. And then when you paste from it, you're pasting from the clipboard. That's that's how all copy pastes work.
3: But when I click on the Google Meet document, mm-hmm. it says copied to clipboard. Right. And then it's gone. It, there is no clipboard. I don't care if I go to a different browser so, so and if, hover my finger over it or push my finger up, nothing.
0: Copy copy to clipboard or Google
2: iPad. In Apple, do you have a program similar to Word where you would pick up something you have saved and you wanna copy it?
3: Yeah. I have- Pages,
0: which is kind of similar to Word. Yeah. It may be oh. the,
2: that's that's where I find my clipboard.
0: Here is a document said how to find clipboard on iPhone and iPad. Five effective methods. Copy. I'm gonna. I'm waiting for this article to download. There we go. Check what's on your clipboard from. Where'd it go? This period I'm gonna put this link in our in-call meetings. Sounds like a bomb's about to go off. Should we run? Are you able to open that link? Let me move over to here. And I'm looking at this article, How to Find Clipboard on iPhone and iPad, Five Effective Methods. This was written last year. Five most effective ways to find clipboard on iPhone or iPad. Method one, check what is in the clipboard from Spotlight Search. So if you go to your Spotlight Search on the home screen by sliding your finger from the bottom to the top, type clipboard in the search and select Notes. All you have copied will be here. So there is a clipboard in your notes on the iDevice. All you... All you've copied will be shown here. Scroll down, find what you want. You can preview it before opening and sharing it with others. Method two, find what you copied on your clipboard with the share button. So this would be going to the share option and choosing copy. You can paste it anywhere you want from Apple Notes to Facebook. Just select where you want to place your item and share as usual. Method three: Save your copy on the clipboard with special apps.
3: Okay, so Scott, mm-hmm. uh, this does not apply to my new devices. Okay. Okay, so if I'm... I swipe up from the bottom to to find the search, it's not
0: a. What if you swipe from the top to the bottom?
3: I get my notification. Uh, I get all that kind of stuff, but I get no clipboard.
0: Well, actually, you're going into a, a search is what okay. they want to start, a spotlight search. A so spotlight, what
3: if, but I don't think we have what spotlight if you, anymore.
0: What, what if you not start from the very top, but start kind of uh, in the top two-thirds of the screen and swipe down?
3: Okay, I've got a search bar. Oh. What do you want me to type okay. in there, Okay, so that's,
0: it says type clipboard in there. Okay, hold on. And you should see notes appear, and it says select notes.
3: I get something. Welcome to the iTunes store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so I typed in clipboard. It either takes me to Firefox.
0: You don't see something Uh, that says notes. Notes?
3: No, I see. Let me see clipboard history.
0: There you go. That's in notes.
3: I get an app store thing. Ah. I get uh, a series suggestions.
0: Okay, maybe this cut, copy, and paste between iPads and other devices. No, that's not what we want. There's another one here that's a how-to on.
3: I know. I've I've read all of these, and it does not. If you have to use, I think you have to use a third party.
0: No, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. So let's
3: put this on for next. You can research this and we'll do it for next week.
0: I have written a note for it. We'll take a look at it. And we've beaten passwords to death. What else we got? Go ahead, Cheryl.
4: On that, well, I wrote down this question for the computer club yesterday, and it sort of relates. I was doing my legacy um, um, account and everything with my iPad, Uh, or with my Apple ID. And one of the things it said was under security was set up your recovery key. And I'm wondering if that is a wise thing to do or not, because it was asking me questions like, are you sure you want to do this? And I didn't know.
0: Your recovery so key, the, the I think thing. I think what that might be referring to is your encrypted data. Is that right? Well, what device is it that it's asking you about setting up your recovery key?
4: It was on my iPhone.
0: Your iPhone. Hmm. I'm sorry. Does anybody have any experience with that? My only experience is with the Windows desktop and with the Macintosh desktop in this respect. This recovery key on iPhone, a recovery key. Yeah. Cuz that would that, be re- that would be referring to your your um, Apple ID, right? Because your Apple ID is yes. able to bring back your device. I just found a document called How to Generate a Recovery Key with Apple Support. Oh, here comes the mom. Hi. Here comes the mom.
4: Here comes the mom. Oh, oh, there. <laughs> hey.
0: What are you up to? In this moment? <laughs> Oh, oh my bag, my bag.
5: The bag is here. The bag is back.
0: <laughs> She's going to go get it from Tuvesa. going to go get it. <laughs> awesome. Thank You're you. No, well
4: done, Yuya. Yeah. Do I'm like, I'm not really. But they're like, we'll take it right now. I'm like, yeah.
0: So did they call your cell phone? Yeah. Okay, because I had gotten a call, and then I was trying to call it back, and no one would answer. Yeah,
4: so I awesome. got a guy number and everything and says this is my name, I'm gonna go get it.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's the best Mother's Day present I could get. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Oh, great. Okay. Here, I thought I was done cooking because I did breakfast. Judy. <laughs>
5: check your email. Hmm? Judy, check your email.
4: So,
0: uh, security. I'm looking at it right now. There's a whole article here about generating a recovery key. Now,
4: does it, my first question is should I or should I not? <laughs> do I really want one or do I? I have enough security and everything that I've already done that, and I don't need it.
0: Okay, so first of all, you're able to do this because you're using two-factor. It says with two-factor authentication and an Apple device, you have the option to generate a recovery key to help improve account security. If you need to reset your password, you can then use your recovery key to regain access to your Apple ID. Recovery key is a random generated 28-character code that you can use to help reset your password or regain access to your Apple ID. While it's not required, using a recovery key improves the security of your account by putting you in control of resetting your password. Creating a recovery key turns off account recovery. That's that's a big one. That means that, what that means is that you put that recovery key in a safe and you cannot recover your password using a secondary email account or a secondary device. You must have that key to reset your password. So okay, in, I don't want it. In many <laughs> ways, that, that is making it extremely much more secure. But, but Turns so off account the, recovery. The game, account recovery stuff. is a process <laughs> that would otherwise help you get back in your Apple ID account when you don't have enough information to reset your password. So you would be using this. It says instead of a recovery key, account recovery versus a recovery. Okay, I'm going to stick this link into our document as well as I'll drop it into our in-call meets. This, this I always have to take different approaches when when we're talking about these kinds of topics. This sounds like something you don't want from just casual my casual customers it seems like what you do want is the ability to get your password back through your significant other's email account
4: yes and i've got three phone numbers in there for verification and i've got that all set up now i'm not going to mess with recovery key just the way they were asking me if i was sure i wanted to do it i i kind of a bell went off and i thought
0: no nope. if if you had real security concerns, like higher like maybe you're in a corporate situation or maybe you're a security expert practicing really good security, I could imagine generating a recovery key, sticking it on a USB, carrying that USB around, I mean having that available to you in some and and being able to do that. I, I can under, I, I can see all that being part of creating a better secure environment in a corporate or government setting. But in the casual setting of, of us, it sounds like it's creating, making it more difficult for you. Like you really are in charge of your own security at that point. You lose that key. You've lost mm. your ability to get back into your account if you don't know your password. And there, there are layers of assumptions that, that are made there. But in the end, it sounds like what you're doing is you're making it harder for you to recover your password, which is a reasonable thing to be concerned about with our group. is is I, I help people all the time try and figure out what their password was. We're all always trying to recover these passwords i would sure hate to lose a recovery key and that was the only method for getting your password back or resetting it i don't even think you get it back i think you'd reset it did i paste that into that into our in chat meeting so you can take a look at that article to get a better feel for it i'll stick it in our document too so that we've got it
2: i have the same question i had last week what's that linda well, did Linda, was she able to, to sync the two computers? Did you do your
0: backup and get it over to the new computer, Linda? No. Linda, no? Still no? It's in the backup.
5: It's in the backup, but I can't get it on the new computer. Is it so a Windows? I'm doing
0: something wrong. Is it a Windows backup? But when de-
5: I or, did the user, the user Linda Gerber user backup like you told me to do. Okay. And it's in the, it's in the, in the machine, but I can't get it on my new computer. I don't know how. And Dave tried to tell me all these ways, and I don't know how to get it onto my new laptop.
2: Could we put that on because the? Because when I go
5: in the there, suite? there's nothing there for me to get it onto my new laptop.
2: Well, I'm so, interested in this also.
0: So it sounds, it sounds like sure. It sounds like we I, should I, spend I some like, time. talking. <laughs> Talking about where files are located on your computer. I guess I've just made the assumption that folks understand the, the structure my my documents and pictures and, and and that's essentially what you're looking for to to manually move them from there to the new location. But maybe maybe we should do a presentation of that or something.
5: Well I got it onto the, the passport. It's on the passport, I see it. But when I tried to put it into my new laptop I don't see it. And when I click on the My Users, Linda Gerber, it isn't there. Uh, So is there a difference between 10 and 11 on this?
0: Well, maybe there's a difference in the way it appears there. There isn't fundamentally a difference, but maybe what's easy to find on 10 isn't so easy to find on 11 anymore. If, if you're looking at my screen here, I've got up my users folder on this computer and you can see one of them under here is named Scott. And so I'm going into the Scott folder. And then these are all the folders that make up my persona. There's a desktop folder, a documents folder, uh, Um, pictures folder, there's my pictures folder, my videos folder. So if I was going to be moving documents from the old computer, I would find them on the, the drive and drag them into this desktop or this uh, documents folder right here. I'm opening it up. I've got a whole lot more stuff in mind than you probably do on your new computer. It'd probably be almost empty on the new computer. And I would just click and drag everything from the documents folder on the passport to this folder on the computer. Does that make sense? Well, that's the problem. Are you, are you not that's finding... That's the
5: problem. When I plug it in, I don't see it.
0: So when you plug in the drive, you so in the old computer, you can see what's on the drive, but in the new computer, you can't see what's on the drive?
5: In the old computer, I moved everything over onto the passport, all so it... just the Linda Gerber user, like you told me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's on there, but I can't get it onto the new computer, so either I'm doing something
0: wrong. So So Linda, on the old computer, if you plug in the passport, it, you you see the Linda Gerber folder. If you double click and go into it, you can see the documents folder, the pictures folder. You double click on those, you can see the pictures inside. You, all that works on the old computer in the passport drive. Yeah, I can see it on
5: the on the passport. It on says the old Linda com- Gerber users. That's on the old I computer, in. I didn't do the pic- I didn't do the pictures because they're already on the Google.
0: Well, if you grabbed the Linda Gerber folder, then everything that's in that folder should have been grabbed, which would have included the pictures folder, whether you have things in it or not. That's right. that's the reason we suggested you use the user folder, because it would just grab everything that was part right. of the... So it's
5: in the passport. But when I, I just- put the passport into the new computer... Go ahead. I don't know the picture. I don't know how to get this get the stuff into the new computer.
0: Well, just to start with, when you when you plug it in, does do you see the drive?
5: Yeah, I can see the drive, but when I click and on the drive, there there's nothing there.
0: There's no there's no Linda Gerber folder. It's just it's like yeah. a blank drive. What if, what if you look and see occupied space of the drive? Does it show that there's space occupied? If I understand right, it sounds like you're describing the drive appears as though it's empty. Well, see, I guess I'm stupid. (laughs) Okay.
5: Because I don't see my files. That's the problem. It just says Linda Gerber user, but I don't see all the files on there.
0: So if you double-click on the Linda Gerber folder, then do you see any folders or files, or is it just an empty folder?
5: Well, if you give me a second, I can just go back in here and look at it. Okay. Should I plug it back in?
0: Well, you're going to have to plug in the external drive to a computer so you can look at it. Okay. And while Linda's doing that, we can go on to another topic here. That uh, maybe some of you weren't aware of, but uh, Apple has started selling parts and providing repair manuals for their equipment. I, I say begrudgingly, because they really don't want to help you fix your iDevices. They want you to build new devices, and to buy new devices. Uh, but they've taken such a backlash from the right-to-repair community that they've had to come up with something. And so Vice wrote a very concise article talking about how You can now approach Apple and buy replacement parts, screens, and batteries for your iPhones and iPads, and Apple is providing the repair manuals so that you can do it yourself or a shop like myself could do it or my brother-in-law. I would send you to my brother-in-law because he's got all the right tools as far as the phone and the tablets go. Uh, but it is very interesting the way Apple has done it. Uh, what they did is they bought, they bought a company to do this for them. But it is Apple. They own it. Uh, I'm looking for the name of it right now. Uh, what's been interesting in the uh, third-party repair uh, space is they've been going through through the Apple's official repair manuals to see how close it was to the ones these hackers have figured out, you know, hacking being a term that was always intended to mean learning as much about a piece of technology as possible. We were left to hackers devices to get these things fixed in the past because Apple wouldn't tell us how to fix them. And so when I go to repair a product, many times I'm looking at a repair manual that was built by people like me that took pictures and took notes of the process they went through to get it open. And so we're following these procedures that people that came before us tried to figure out. This is the – I've got on my screen now. It's called selfservicerepair.com. This is the company that Apple has bought, and the, you've got links to their repair manuals, and you have the ability to order parts through them. And if I remember right, they are providing parts and manuals for iPhones 12, 13, and the third generation of the SE. This is a big deal. These these devices were not easy to fix before, and they required... Like I said, people like myself tearing them apart over and over again to come up with procedures on how to fix them without sending them to Apple. Apple has also made it nearly impossible to get original parts until recently. And now we're able to buy original parts from, from Apple itself. So this is interesting. Uh, I think it'll bring down the cost of Apple repairs. You can either go to Apple or you can go to your corner guy, like my brother-in-law. Uh, I, I had some fun reading through some of the repair manuals and looking at how they compared to the stuff like iFixit. iFixit is a, a, a famous website out there where people have just accumulated mass amounts of manuals to teach people how to fix things. And it's all just from people reverse engineering, just pulling pulling stuff apart and documenting it. And it's it's uh, pretty close to a lot of the same procedures. It's amazing how smart some people are to figure that stuff out. How are you doing, Linda? Did you have any? So any lock-
4: Self service.
0: Oh, yeah. Self service repair.com.
4: Self service Is it only Apple products? Mm-hmm.
0: It's supposed to only be Apple products, but this is the weird way Apple has done this. You're, you're a little nervous when you're on the website. They, what validates this is it is all the journalists out there saying, no, really, this is it. This is the way Apple has done it. And so it is disassociated from Apple, but it is only Apple. I think Apple's going to have to do something about it. They're going to either have to brand it or start promoting it themselves. Right now, what they're doing is they're pushing it out as press releases. And it is because we have so much right-to-repair stuff going on right now. They need to be able to hold stuff up and go, we support the right-to-repair, even though we all know they don't. They absolutely do not support right-to-repair. They they support the right-to-charge you three times the amount for the same technology you were using last year. That's what they 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 reserve the right to replace your screen for only two hundred dollars when you break it that's 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 what they support. But they can't support that publicly. Publicly, they have to support the right to repair. And so this is the beginnings of that, is we support the rights to repair. Here's some repair manuals, and here's a way to buy genuine parts. And the way they've done it is so weird. They do not want to be known as the place you go to get your parts and fix it yourself. As you can tell by the way they've, they've done it through this website, they are just disassociated from it. They can say on paper that they support right to repair, and they can make it just very uncomfortable for you to try and repair your own stuff. I This comes hand-in-hand hand with, uh, with Google and with Microsoft. They both – I'm sorry, not Microsoft. Google and Samsung have both started providing repair manuals for their phones and ways to get a hold of their parts. And so this is like the third big one to be doing this kind of stuff. Hey Linda, what do you got? Did you did you get to see that folder? Were you able to find stuff?
4: Just before Linda, just, be, just before you guys go back to, to Linda's um, thing, I'm I'm gonna have to leave. I was interested in a couple of more things that you had in your your meeting there, the okay. climate control one. But uh, maybe it won't come up till next week. Um, busy with medical stuff and everything for the next couple of weeks, so I'm not sure I'm gonna be on next week because I have a. A virtual doctor's appointment scheduled for nine thirty, and you never know what time that's gonna actually happen so okay if i don't see you guys then i'm gonna catch you in a couple of weeks all right cheryl
0: we'll be looking for you i'll try and be here every tuesday throughout my travel and and up to alaska
4: okay well we um looking forward to meeting with you and paul i really think you should share the tequila's backdrop <laughs> i don't know how but i really would like to have it <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will uh, email it to Scott.
4: Okay, yeah. and then
0: because I've done such a good job on? of keeping track of Paul's pictures.
5: <laughs> yeah, I like that. The tequila's backdrop. I think we, we should all have it
4: as our backdrop. Just you should come with the meeting. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's okay, great. You guys, take care, and we'll talk to you later.
0: See you, Cheryl. Deck on.
4: Hi, Bill. Bye.
0: <laughs> Bye, Cheryl. So, Bye, Cheryl. so Linda, did you get a chance to look in your Bye, drive? Cheryl. Yes. And what's it looking like?
5: There's some stuff in here, but there's others there's not. And when you click on the users and you go to Linda's PC, or should I be going to Windows?
0: Well, right now we're just interested in what you see on your passport drive. Right. So, I've got
5: documents.
0: There you go. So, yeah, you go into think, documents, and do you see all the documents okay. that are on your passport drive?
5: Yeah, but this isn't that many. And I, I have a ton of documents.
0: Well, you'd want to go back to the old computer and compare it. Maybe it didn't do a good copy.
5: You know, I mean, here's a really old San Carlos Computer Club announcement from 215.
0: Mm. So. So, like I said, I I would go back to the old computer and look in the documents folder and compare it. Maybe it didn't do a good copy. Maybe it only got a partial copy. Maybe, okay, maybe you...
5: my question is, my my I'm plugged in and I go to these. Then how do you get these into your computer so you don't have to plug in your um, passport well, anymore?
0: Sure. At that point, what you would do is you just drag and drop from that documents folder to the new documents folder. So you could multi-select everything in that folder and just drag them over to the documents folder on the new computer, and it would copy it from the passport to your new computer. I guess I don't know how to do that. Well, here, let me, uh, I'll, I'll put file manager on my screen. i can
5: see on my, on my tablet.
0: I'm trying to make it big enough to see, but this is an example of a file explorer, right? And I'm in the Scott's documents folder here. And all I'm talking about is just multi-selecting a bunch of documents. Sorry, my computer's moving really slow. Okay. And you, you see in my quick list here, I have a link to the documents on my, my new computer up here. And so I would just no, drag. I can't see on my
5: tablet.
0: And drop them into the documents folder right there. But that's essentially. I, I don't
5: know how to do that.
0: You could also just select all and choose copy. And then go to the folder where you're going to put them and choose paste. If that makes sense, like to give you an example, I'll go into my routers okay, folder,
5: so I just,
0: and I would do select okay, all. So I just. I'm sorry, my computer's moving okay. so slow. And then from there, you can do a copy, and then you can go over to the folder where you want them, and you can do a paste. My, my computer's moving so slow, I don't think it's helping with examples. I'm sorry I'm trying to demonstrate it at the moment, that it's just not a good example. But you're doing a, a copy-paste mm-hmm. methodology, where you're selecting what you want in the new folder, you're selecting it from the old folder, and you're pasting it into the new folder.
5: Okay, so so I can actually select them all. It says name, and it says everything's highlighted now.
0: Okay. In the highlighted items, with your right mouse button, if you click on one, yes. one of the highlighted, the context menu should have yes. copy. So select copy. Copy is path? Copy, C-O-P-Y.
5: Or, or show, more, show more options. Let's see. Copy. You got it? So just click copy.
0: Yep, that copies it to your clipboard. Sorry, Judy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, and now you can go to the folder where you're going to put them. Just in open the them. documents? Yeah. Yeah, you want to put them in the, in the documents folder on the new computer. And then <laughs> in that folder, you can click with the right mouse button. And choose paste, and you should get some drive activity. You should see, like, the passport.
5: 64 items, document to document.
0: There you go. So you're going to use... Three
5: minutes and 30 seconds.
0: You're going to use that methodology for every one of the folders of items that matter to you.
5: On the passport.
0: That's right. You'll go to the passport. You'll find what it is you want to move to the new computer. And then you'll go find that. uh, You'll copy that. And then you'll go find that location on the new computer and paste it.
2: Okay. Cool. Scott, I I emailed the picture to you.
0: Thank you, sir. Offhand, did you email it to my account or to the Computer Club account?
2: Uh, I I think it's your account because I just said Scott. And it gave me Scott Stimson. Okay.
0: Got a notification
2: here that's probably from your...
0: No, that's not it.
2: Oh, I'm so happy
0: my bag is. And I'm so happy to hear Linda's story about the bag coming at the end of the season with everything still in it. So you found your bag? Yeah, while we've been having this meeting, you know, like Judy was encouraging me to call that number back and they weren't answering. They called Yuya's cell phone and it's sitting in Tucson oh, in uh, Tufessa right now. So she's gone. She's gone with my sister-in-law to go pick it up for me.
5: Oh, perfect. That's where yeah. we got ours at Tufesa downtown. That's where they have all the luggage.
0: Yeah. So that's awesome. Only been missing oh, for perfect. two weeks. wonderful. <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Well, what else we got going on? I think we're we're reaching the end of our hour, aren't we? How long have we been doing this? Like almost an hour, an hour and a half almost. Um, I do still have more articles here, but nothing that can't wait until next week's meeting. How about some recommendations? Does anybody have any recommendations for this week? Something Recommendations are not just movies and TV shows. They can be books, applications, websites, restaurants. That's how big our recommendations list has gotten now. I'm going to have to make a recommendations section to the website website. Has anybody got anything that we should all know about?
5: No, but I was I was impressed with all the new restaurants in San Carlos.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that unusual for San Carlos culture. We start getting bombarded with tourism and restaurants just start opening up the idea. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking of anything particular? No, I didn't really
5: eat in that many restaurants because I was only there a couple days and we went to the La Palapa thing down at the beach. So, but I did rent a place next year for uh, middle of February to end of March. So I'm going to be down there.
2: Oh, great, Paul! I got your picture. So, we're- you notice I yelled the subject matter at you. <laughs> Tequila. Now that uh, El Rey restaurant is open, but apparently they haven't had the kitchen really. Uh, up to heat. heat so they've been only serving cold items i don't know if they're going to notify people when they've got their complete kitchen
0: well it's interesting because what you're basically saying is they're doing sushi
2: right oh, shrimp cocktails shrimp cocktails such as that yeah maybe well the next door is the sushi place
0: well that's what i was that was the point i was going to make is they've yeah, got a big sign on el rey saying sushi right next to the sushi place yeah. We're going to have a sushi <laughs> war going on in the streets of San Carlos.
2: Maybe one's <laughs> Japanese sushi and the other's Mexican sushi. They're all Mexican sushi.
5: Yeah, they're all Mexican. <laughs> Actually, that taboo restaurant in Wymas
2: is has good sushi. Yeah, I like the the beans and cheese roll.
0: Beans and cheese. <laughs> I've never never tried a beans and cheese roll. Do they have one with fajita steak? <laughs> that's a sushi burrito what was the one you were just talking about uh, taboo? Carnitas in it. you had one with imagine. carnitas in it oh come on computer computer don't freeze up like that do your thing come on computer I feel like i'm in star okay, trek guys, talking to the I've computer i've got to get out of here too see you next week all right jim we'll see you next week where i'll be broadcasting from somewhere in arizona i'm gonna say goodbye to you folks too because i actually have a list of things that i need to get done and i need to get started on it we are traveling we'll be probably traveling. By Saturday. So I need to I got a bunch of loose ends I gotta tie up. Fred, okay, I'm glad bye. everything's working for you. Linda, I'm glad you sorted it out. Right. Paul, thanks for the picture. Always glad to see you guys. Until next week, everybody tech Hopefully on.
2: Next week I'll try and get to you. Bye bye. Bye. I'll try and get to you next week on the boat.
0: All right. <laughs> Don't spend too much money though. <laughs>
2: Internet's we'll the most expensive
0: thing on the boat.
2: <laughs> I'll try
0: not to. <laughs> see you later, Fred. Bye bye.
2: (laughs) You haven't tried the drinks yet.
0: No, I have not. (laughs) Didn't mean to cut him off there, but that was the San Carlos Computer Club. Operating slightly better this week than it was last week. The inflated battery is my nemesis and it is now out of the laptop. So, hopefully, that will have resolved any of those issues. Until next week, I am Scott Stimson coming to you live on the internet every Tuesday at 10. If you have computer issues out there, I bring you solutions. Just get a hold of me. I'll reach into your computer remotely and try and resolve them for you. I do training. I do fixes. I do troubleshooting. Uh, Just let me know. Uh, scott at internationalcs.net. And if you liked this and you like any of the things that we do and broadcast, check out the San Carlos Computer Club. Our website is sccclub.org where I post uh, well, you know, details from these meetings as well as we turn this into an audio podcast that can be found in all your audio, all your podcast feeds. Um, but we also we make puzzles, uh, we make art, we make uh, all kinds of stuff all around the Computer Club. I gotta go. That's my watch going off on me. Until next week, tech on.